You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode number 97. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I'm going to talk about what do you do when your client triggers you? This was a question that came up inside the academy. One of our students asked it recently, and it is a question I haven't been asked before. Even though I've trained coaches for years now, uh, there's always a a different type of question that comes up, and I found this one really interesting, so I wanted to expand on it in an episode. Now, when you do work with clients, you will be working with people from all different walks of life. You're going to be hearing... A lot of people talk about their thoughts and their feelings. You'll be navigating them through their challenges. And you'll also be experiencing all different types of personalities. And this might be different for you. This might be something that you're not used to. So you might wonder, well, what do you do if you're ever triggered by one of your own clients? All right. So when I say triggered, I mean, maybe your client frustrates you or you start feeling annoyed with a client, or you feel irritated after a session with a client, or maybe you're disgusted by something your client shared with you, Um, or perhaps you're just bothered by the overall experience that you're having working with a client. Um, And maybe it's even just your client says something that pushes your buttons. So these are all different variations of of what it could look like when a client uh, triggers you. And I want to first say that as a human being, you are allowed to be triggered. Um, You are allowed to have any of these emotions. You're not a robot. So when you are in the industry of coaching and you are in a line of work that has you closely working with other people, you're going to have things come up for you. You're going to have emotions. Um, It would be more odd if you didn't. (laughs) So it's not about making you wrong if if or when you feel triggered when you're working with a certain client. Um, It's about normalizing that and knowing an appropriate action you can take, having an appropriate and professional manner of handling that. And that's what I want to go over with you in this episode. Um, So I remember... Years ago, I had been working with a particular client, and I started working with this client, and then all of a sudden, um, this client would schedule sessions, and then this client would just not show up to those sessions. And it, we, were, we were often needing to reschedule sessions because of last-minute conflict issues, uh, schedule issues that my um, client had at the time. There were lots of schedule conflicts. And I remember getting so triggered and bothered. And then finally, when we would have a session, I noticed that as I was coaching them, I was feeling a bit of irritation. And I, after, after having a session with the client, I realized that I needed to do something to release that irritation so that I could show up completely open, open to the client and open to the coaching process, leaving all of my judgment and all of my triggers behind. 
Um, so I want to share with you some different ways you can go about doing this when you're working with a client because it's going to happen at some point and uh, it's, it's helpful to have a way to navigate this. So firstly, perhaps in a session your client says something and it brings up some emotion for you. So the first thing to know is that you don't want to react when your client says something that might trigger you. Do not react and get uh, defensive. Okay, that is never going to be helpful or appropriate to do. All right, there's that quote about um, defensiveness being the first act of war. Is that how the quote is? <laughs> Try to remember it. Um, def- defense is the first act of war. I just looked it up really quickly. So um, don't get defensive with your clients. You're not trying. You're not battling them. Um, you're not at war with them. There's nothing you need to prove to them. You don't need to convince them of anything. So um, you don't react in the moment if you ever have a trigger um, or that comes up or a button that's pushed. Simply notice it. Okay, so that is step one. Just notice, oh, okay, something is coming up for me. And then I like to imagine that I'm just putting that trigger to the side, like figuratively, I'm putting it to the side and I'm going to revisit that after the session when I'm, when I'm um, in my own privacy, when the client's gone. So you notice when something comes up for you and you're figuratively putting it to the side, you're going to address it later on. Okay, you're, you might notice that, your client might have said one thing and it brought up something for you, okay? You felt um, it upset you or there was some kind of frustration. Now, when you finish your session, okay, you, you will revisit and look at what it was exactly that triggered you in the session. Now, if it was something that your client said, you must remember that nothing impacts you until you put meaning on it. Okay, nothing impacts you until you place meaning on it. And as coaches, you probably get this at some level. This is probably something that informs your coaching, but you also need to be your own client sometimes. And as a coach, you will be your own first client when you're building up your business. So what your client says is about them. What you make it mean is about you. What your client says is about them. What you make it mean is about you. Okay, so there's what your client says, and then there's what you hear, and you need to remember that line. Okay, so anything that's triggering you, it's what's triggering you is the meaning you've placed onto the client's action or the client's inaction or the client's uh, words that they shared with you. Okay, the the meaning you put on it is what's triggering you, and you've got to take ownership of that and take responsibility. When my client said blank, I made it mean blank. Okay, so when my client said X, I made it mean Y. All right, so this is part of the self coaching that you'll do after a session if a client, if something a client says triggered you. Okay, and then you can ask yourself the follow up question of what else could be true, right? What else could I make this mean? Okay, what if I had another interpretation? Now, you can choose to see things in any way you want to see them. You have the freedom to choose how it is you want to think. And you can decide if you want to continue having the same interpretation, which is only going to perpetuate the trigger you're feeling, 
or you can decide to see it differently, okay? So you'll do a little bit of self-coaching. And after you end your sessions, it is a good practice to get into of noticing if something came up for you in the session. So that way you're not carrying that energy around in future sessions with that client. It might not even be what your client said. Maybe it was simply uh, something about their image or their personality. Maybe it's the way that they talk or the way that they dressed and um, just something about it triggered you. Right? Remember, it's okay, it's normal to experience triggers and have our buttons push. But it's not normal to let them hold you back from showing up at your best. We don't want that happening for you. We want you to show up at your best in the most professional way with your clients. So you don't react in the moment. You just notice, okay, my button just got pushed there. And I'm going to figure out what that is at the end of the session. Certainly do not be trying to coach yourself while you're in a session with your client. Don't make the session about you and say, oh, you just said something that triggered me. So now let's let's figure out what that trigger is. <laughs> Keep the focus on your client um, and revisit the trigger at the end of the session. Now, you might have a client that simply has a different political view than you do. Maybe you have a client that has different religious or spiritual beliefs from you. And we live in a world where there's so many different beliefs we can have and different values that we can have, okay? So it's not about one being better or worse. It's just knowing that everyone is unique. Everyone is different. They have their own way of viewing the world. And what I like to remind myself of is that everyone makes sense, okay? Your client makes sense. You make sense. Given the type of person that you are and the experiences you've been through in your life and the things that you value and the state of consciousness that you're in in that moment, you make perfect sense. Everything you say, everything you do. Now, this is very different from agreeing with someone or disagreeing with someone. So you are not responsible and you don't need to agree with your clients. You don't need to agree with their views. You don't need to agree with anything. You are not there to agree with them. You're not there to be their friend. You are there to coach them. You have a professional relationship, not a personal relationship. So that means you don't have to share similar values or beliefs to your clients, right? When, you're, when you have friends, it would make more sense that you'd want to be with friends that perhaps are like-minded and that share similar values that you do. Uh, but with your clients, though, it's very different. Okay, so I think one of the beautiful parts about becoming a coach and going through coach training is that you get to open up your mind. You get to become less judgmental. Okay, You get to allow yourself to witness people from different walks of life and different viewpoints, different perspectives, different values, and you get to be a loving witness of it all without needing to impose your own views or opinions or agree or disagree and try to make yourself right. You drop all of that. And you get to be a witness for someone and simply support them in getting where that person wants to be, not where you think they should be. <laughs> okay, so you might notice that your client just has a different value, political, spiritual view from you, and that's okay. Remind yourself, you're not there to agree with your client and um, you're not there to make yourself right, okay? You're not there to make yourself right and make your client wrong. Um, you are there to meet your client where they're at and help them get what they want, okay? Now, an example that just came to my mind is maybe you money is not a huge value for you, and you have a client who says that they want to make a million dollars, and they but just because they like money. 
Now, maybe you are triggered by that. Maybe you feel like, maybe you have a thought that that's very greedy or that's very selfish or that people shouldn't be so money-driven. And all of that is your own perspective. That's your own judgment. So your opportunity as the coach is to let all of that go and allow yourself to see the client for who they are and how they see their world and what they value and supporting them in achieving whatever goal they want. It's about their agenda, not yours. Um, An example for this for me is I don't necessarily get triggered by it, but sometimes I've had clients in the past with uh, goals to lose weight and you know, for me, weight loss has never been a huge priority for me. Um, if anything, I'm usually looking to put on weight and put on muscle and bulk up. So I don't share that same interest. I don't share that similar value. Um, yet I'm able to still show up professionally and with an open mind for my clients who do care about that because that's what's important for them. And I'm there to not agree with them. I don't need to you know, tell them whether or not I think what they're doing is right or necessary. I'm there to coach them in getting out of their own way and getting from A to B. Okay. So, um, Remember that it's not your job to agree. It's it's your job to witness where they are and help them get where they want to be. So, um, when you're when you're working with clients, you'll have the triggers come up, and a big thing to notice as well is if you have any judgments that you start making about your clients. This is really big. Okay, you want to see your clients in a positive light. Okay, you want to see them for the best of who they are. And if you have any, I remember I was, um, I was supporting a coach and she was being very candid with me and she said that she had a client and she started to think that this client was just being lazy because, um, they weren't following through with some of the goals and actions set in the sessions. So this coach that I was mentoring, she said, you know, I, I, I have this judgment. I feel like this client is just really lazy and she's being irresponsible and reckless. And I had to, uh, I decided to work and coach this coach through their judgments that they were having. And one of the questions that helped shift things for this coach was, what is it that you want to acknowledge about your client? What can you, what can you appreciate about them? Okay, what do you notice about um about them that you could start to recognize that maybe you're not noticing and you could start noticing about them. Okay. So this is, this is very helpful for you if you find that you have some judgments come up and I can't reiterate it enough that if you have judgments, that is okay. That is normal. We are humans. We judge others. We have judgments that come up for whatever reason. We don't need to, we don't need to analyze and and dissect and process and over-process why it is that a judgment comes up. It's just recognizing, okay, I'm having a judgment. How can I, how can I go back to acceptance? How can I go back to being open? Okay. And over time, you'll find that you'll get there. It'll just become a default for you. It'll be your natural tendency. Okay. It's really beautiful when you can show up to your coaching sessions and have this totally open mind, release any judgment, just see your client purely as, as a human, as a hero on their own epic adventure and be a loving witness of their transformation and not need to impose your own judgments onto them, okay? Um, so in summary, triggers, they're going to happen. <laughs> they will happen for you. Don't react in the moment. Don't get defensive. 
put it on the side, revisit those triggers at the end of a session, process it. This is why the best coaches have coaches, okay? Because things are going to come up for you. Your clients are going to reveal things about yourself that you didn't even know. And that's one of the cool things, the, the cool hidden benefits of being a coach is that as you continue to work with people and you continue to work through people with their goals and their challenges, they're also going to reveal your own growth edges, And then you'll see your own opportunities to grow as a person. So this is why all of the greatest coaches have coaches. This is why inside the academy, we give you lifetime access to coaching. So that way, as you grow your business, you're still able to have coaching yourself to keep growing and keep leveling up. All right? All right, that's what I got on this episode and what to do when your client triggers you. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. And before you go, I'm going to include a snippet of a story shared by one of our past students on their journey some of their tips for success. So enjoy their story and I'll see you in the next episode. My name is Brandon Wagner. I am from Los Angeles, California, and I found my way to coaching in the middle of a global pandemic. I am a performer. I was working with Sesame Street Live and the coronavirus shut down our production and I was left jobless, um, essentially, and I was looking for ways to kind of pivot through this trying uncertain time. And what happened was some random divine intervention spark came to me and said, you know what, Brandon, maybe life coaching should be something you you can look into. And I pushed it away for a little bit, but then when I was journaling and kind of reflecting on that moment, life coaching kept whispering to me. So with that whisper, I started to do some searching and I scheduled a um, admissions call for to get more of my questions answered. And someone on the team was very knowledgeable. They were very thorough. They were very reassuring. I set this goal to become certified as a life coach and I made it happen. I'm making it happen. Actually, I'm in the middle of my certification process. I've seen so much growth. I've witnessed so much growth in myself and I'm showing up differently in the world now. I'm showing up differently in my relationship with people. I'm showing up differently for myself as well. My initial thought was, how could you possibly coach other people through life when you've only been on this earth for so long? I had some very ageist beliefs towards myself thinking that I wasn't old enough, which means I wasn't experienced enough. I thought that every there were other people out there who are much wiser, much more knowledgeable, who fit that coach mold more so than me. I was allowing those feelings to really dictate my life. And I realized that I do that on, and not just with coaching, I did that with a lot of other um, aspects of my life. But when in reality, my life, my journey, and what I've gone through is what makes my brand of coaching so unique. And that's something that Thriving Coach Academy really stresses is every one of us is on our own journey. And our journey is what informs our coaching and makes us the perfect person to be a coach. It's because of who we are that we should be a coach, not because of what we think we are, what we believe that we can be. The team that I work with is so supportive and so engaged and so committed to my success that it makes me, it helps me believe in myself when I can't. Coaching has allowed me to bring all of myself, my age, my background, my sexuality, my gender identity, all of it together and allows me to let it all come out in the sense and 
be able to create connections with my clients and to help understand and inform myself about how I can best support and encourage others on their journey. Prior to my training with Thriving Coach Academy, I didn't understand the business side of coaching. I actually pushed it away an awful lot when it came to marketing things and to really stand in my truth as a coach. I knew that I wanted to be a life coach, but I didn't know what that would look like in a business sense. When I started to reach out to my social network and offer up my services, I kept on telling myself that no one would need my services, like no one would be interested in what I had to say. And when I allowed myself to really give in to the process of opening myself up to potential clients, I found myself overly blessed. Like so many people were interested, so many people signed up to the point where I had to limit who could, who could sign up and how many people I could help. And that's something that I didn't, it certainly didn't expect. I thought that I would hear crickets and I'm hearing cicadas. I've technically already opened and launched a legal business since enrolling in this course. What I see for my future, having gone through Thriving Coach Academy, it makes me incredibly happy and joyful. And I'm smiling while answering this because I see myself being a beacon of light for other people to heal the relationship that they have with themselves in order to let their authentic selves shine through even further. Thriving Coach Academy is helping me show up in the world in the way that I truly want to, and I know will truly help other people. The impact this training has had on me is profound. Going into a professional training with my experience, I didn't think that I, I kept on telling myself that I really didn't belong. I felt so accepted from day one and I felt invited to share. I felt invited to participate. I felt that there was no extra pressure to be anything other than what I am or who I am. It's the most fun I think I've ever had learning. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, like it's super exciting and the connections that you make both with other people, but also the connections that you make about who you are as a person are incredible. Thriving Coach Academy has given me so much already, and I'm not even through my certification yet. I see the potential for my business, and I'm already beginning to see some of it manifest. All the prospective students out there who are like on the edge of making the decision, I have words for you. Do it. Really, you're doing it for yourself, and you're doing it for the people that you'll be able to help. Our desires and dreams are placed within us for a reason. And that reason often goes far beyond who we are. And it's because someone else can benefit from us, from what we do and what decisions we make. It's the path that's meant to be for you because if it wasn't meant for you, you wouldn't be thinking about it. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. 
Inside, you'll learn our coaches' secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.